Thank you, Sister Rochelle. You're welcome. For leading the prayer. Amen. 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 All right. So we'll start by asking reflection from the last teaching. Last week, we did a reflection general. So the last teaching was two weeks ago. Yeah, who will go? I'll go. All right, thank you. <laughs> okay. Um, so, so the week before Bible study, we, we stood on Genesis 40 and it, we, we learned about Joseph and how he interpreted dreams and his lifestyle in the realm of dreams gave him knowledge, wisdom, and understanding. So he was able to interpret the dream for the, for the baker and also for the butler. Um, we learned about um, open-eye dreams or, 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 as, or as it is called, like day visions or trance where your eyes are open, but your mind, it's in a, another realm and it can be a, just a flash or it could last for, for hours. Um, also in Acts 10, we talked about Peter when he experienced open-eye vision where God gave him a vision not to reject anyone. So when the men from um, Cornelius, although they were not believers, um, God told him to go with them. So he'll be able to, to share the gospel with them. Um, in addition, Joseph's, his dreams, they were meant to help in, in, building, in building the nations. Uh, we also learned that when God calls a vessel, he prepares them. And God, he can use any situation or any trial, any oppression, suppression to prepare us. We also should not limit ourselves to one fruit, but multiply it by teaching others, by helping others with what we have received. In addition, um, Joseph dreams, it, it showed him that he would be helping others with what he had. So we went back to when he had the, the dream with the sheaves and, and he saw like his siblings and his father bowing down to him. That depicted how he was going to supply the needs of others and help others and other people be coming to him for help. We also learned that some of the prophecies that we receive, they are not from right now. And we went back to when we spoke of um, David, although he was anointed at age 14, it didn't come to pass until years later that he, he went upon the throne. 
um, we also talked about like if you're a, a non-repentant, a revelation, it can leave you and it can go to another sibling, a niece, a nephew, an aunt. It could even go to your children or your grandchildren. And some of the prophecies I receive, uh, it is not for now, but it's for, for later on or even for another generation. And we have to be honest and sincere in our walk with God for, the, for many of the prophecies, for the prophecies to be fulfilled. That's what I got from the teaching. Amen. Shall we appreciate Sabalinda? Amen. Amen. Nobody's appreciating Sister Belinda. Is everybody there? Or you are just showing me faces? Unmute yourself and let's do the reflection, please. Unmute yourself, please. Unmute yourself, please. Engineer, is there any way to unmute everybody? Yeah, they're able to unmute themselves. But everybody is mute. How will they do reflection if they are mute? Yeah, they're able to unmute themselves. Okay. So let's have another reflection, please. Hello, Dr. Pauline. Hi. Um, this is Vivian. Um, the reflection. Since last week, we gave um reflection based on what we have been learning about. But I'm gonna go back to the before last week. Um, we're we're still learning about Joseph and um also his dreams and also his character as a person. And the main thing that I was really getting from it is definitely forgiveness um which is very key to our daily lives because um as a believer when I was a, a young unbeliever and still I am a still young believer but when I just came into the faith um really getting to know God I used to pray for forgiveness all the time and then when I started growing I started you know learning different ways how to pray praying in tongues that I kind of focused on those different ways of praying instead of actually humbling myself before God and just asking for forgiveness. And I also lost a part of me that knew forgiveness, the little young um, child part of me that knew to forgive anybody. Like if your friend harms you or hurts you any type of way, you'll be quick to forgive. But I lost that type of way. I became prideful. And um, this teaching um, Dr. Pauline, you have, um, you have been teaching us about um, Joseph, Joseph's character and how he, he moved on so quick from different situations, like especially the big one, his own family, um, his own family um, doing what they did to him, um, throwing him in the well. But the fact that he, when they came back, as you said, that they did not know that Joseph was going to help them at the end. They did not get the revolution. And they just got mad. They got just got injured. I mean, I mean, they just they got jealous and envious. Also carrying this all types of malice within them, not knowing that Joseph was going to be 
king um, also that will be beneficial to them. So what I learned is just like definitely forgiveness should be our everyday um, thing we should carry within our hearts every single day. Like um, definitely, you never Nafi a long time ago she said that Dr. Paulin, you know, said that she walks around with candies, um, candies of um, forgiveness, and I feel like that's what we need to do as believers in Christ. We need to you know, walk around with candies of forgiveness, like willing to let go of a situation, not to keep grudges. Because Joseph went through so many different things in life if because uh, of his dreams as well, because his dreams was telling his destiny of who the person God has called him to be. But without forgiveness, I don't think David would have reached to the place he, he um, got to be, you know, being a king and doing all these other sorts of stuff. Because um, he went through so many various stages of his life. Um, like, you know, the, the, one of the people he interpreted a dream for the, um, he works for a king. Um, he told, he promised Joseph that he will come back and, you know, get him, but he never came back. Joseph would have held that against him, but he didn't, he forgave. He just moved them from that. Um, also when, um, Potiphar's wife tried to do that to him. Joseph did not keep the grudge, and you know I'm gonna get her back. No, he forgave and moved on. There's so many things that happened in life, but he had a spirit of forgiveness. And I feel like with the things God has given us, let's not be prideful, but always willing to forgive and walk around with candies of forgiveness, um, as of as fruits. And that's what I got from, um, from last week from the week before and the week last week about dreams and also forgiveness. Amen. Shall we all appreciate Sister Vivian? Please unmute yourself. It's reflection. Unmute yourself during reflection, please. After reflection, when I'm teaching, then you can mute yourself. Any more reflection, please. Any more reflection? Wow. Everybody has muted themselves. I can't hear you. You are hearing me, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Yes. Okay, so we need reflection. One more reflection. I am at work and my area is a bit noisy, so I have to I have to mute myself. Okay. Okay. Uh, okay, we can understand Revenafia. We can hear your background. Your passengers and your clients and uh, the world around you. Okay. All right. So let's uh, let's make our declaration. Welcome to the Garden of Wisdom. Mm -hmm. The Garden of Wisdom Bible Study is online. 
the garden of wisdom is a place where we discover and dig out the knowledge that leads and directs us on the path of righteousness to fulfill our divine destiny. Please repeat after me. I am here in the garden of wisdom. I am here in the garden of wisdom. Gather wisdom. Gather wisdom. To drink the well of wisdom. To drink from the well of wisdom. To receive instruction. To receive instruction. Direction. 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 And guidance. And, and guidance. According to the plan and purpose. According, according to, to the plan and purpose. for my life. I receive it. I receive it. I receive it. I receive it. I receive it all in Jesus' name. I receive it all in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Okay. So tonight we will expand our teaching about the butler. In looking at Joseph and forgiveness and how the Lord works with forgiveness. And I must say, that the reason for forgiveness is not just for, oh, you offend me, I forgive you. But in the realms of forgiveness, you are dealing with the realms of your destiny, physical destiny, material destiny, emotional destiny, financial destiny, marital destiny, and various generational destiny that are ahead and before you. So as we look at Joseph's uh, realms of destiny, we have been touching on various aspects of life. Because when we look at the birth and the death, the birth, the life, and the death of Jesus Christ, it all centers around forgiveness. Why did God send Jesus to the earth? Jesus was sent to come and buy our pardon to redeem us from the world of sin and to prepare us for the kingdom of God. That is to return us back to God, our maker. So when you look at the birth, the life, the death and the resurrection of Jesus Christ, Everything centers around forgiveness. When Mary was pregnant with Jesus, he went through different levels of trial. She went through different levels of trial. She was rejected because a virgin was not supposed to, to be touched 
and Joseph also suffered the repercussion of her pregnancy. Though she was pregnant by the Holy Spirit, yet people around did not understand. So she suffered that. She suffered for carrying the birth or the, 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 the pregnancy of Jesus Christ. And Joseph also suffered because it was assumed that because uh, 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 Mary was engaged to him, that means that he was the one that broke through the privacy, the, 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 the quality that uh, uh, Mary was supposed to carry as a child of a priest prophet who was in the, in, in, in the, in the, in the lineage of the Lord Jesus Christ, who is to bear the righteous one. So Mary suffered for that. And when Mary was suffering and Joseph was suffering for what was not their fault, how were they able to manage their relationship with God? How were they able to manage their relationship with the people in their environment, families, friends, and the totality of the Jewish race and um, the, Israel, the, the, the whole of the 12 tribes of Israel? How were they able to manage their relationship with those people? This is where we need to understand that forgiveness is not just a personal thing, but it is a generational affair. It is a family affair. It is an environmental affair. It is a day-to-day -day affair. Whatever happens in your life may affect uh, 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 10,000 people. One shall chase a thousand and two shall put 10,000 to flight. So anything that happens to you affects the immediate seven people that are closer to you, the immediate seven people that relates to you, the immediate seven people that, that are connected to your life and destiny. Likewise, when Jesus was dying on the cross, he wasn't dying for himself. He was dying for the sin that was committed at the very beginning of creation, where Adam and Eve sinned because the serpent came to lie, to deceive them, to be gathered. And here we would see that when Adam and Eve sinned, every human being that were born after that sinned, you and me sinned. A child is born innocently into the world, pure, not knowing anything, not knowing the left to the right or to the, from the right to the left. But as soon as a child is born into the world, the world of sin embraces the child. The world of sin starts speaking and uh, imparting their ways of life into the innocent baby that I've just born. So the child starts to see, start to hear, start to drink, 
If the water is polluted, the child is going to be drinking a polluted water or from the source of a polluted water. If the child is hearing mother and fighting, mother and father fighting every day, that spirit will enter the child. The child will grow up knowing how to argue, dictate, fight, quarrel, accuse. All these kind of characteristics are impacted when a child is born. So when Jesus came, he came to buy our pardon. He came to redeem us. Redeem means to buy us out of the world of sin. Redeem is to use his blood to wash and cleanse us from all kinds of sins that rubbed and attacked us from the day we were born. And our mother received, uh, uh, you know, our mother received us from the womb. Okay. So when we start understanding that forgiveness is not a personal thing, it's not necessarily because you have sinned, it's not necessarily because you have done something wrong, but because your environment is not right, because there are contaminations, there are pollutions, there are confusions, there are all kinds of satanic attack and impediments in our lives, by our environment, by our parental uh, uh, behavior and attitude, by the disposition of the things that we grow up to learn, to see, and to, and to embrace, all right? When we have this in our mind, then we start mm -hmm. to understand the realms of forgiveness beyond ourselves. And so uh, when we think of forgiveness now, there are some qualities that makes us understand the scriptures. We shall know the truth. The scripture says you shall know the truth and the truth shall make us free. So as we enter into another realm of discussion, we are going to be looking at the butler. I think we started talking about the butler the previous week. All right, so we are going to build and expand on the butler. Now, who is a butler? A, another word for butler is cupbearer or wine server. Somebody in charge of wine, somebody in charge of the, uh, of the place where, uh, the, the, the wine cellar, the place where different types of drinks are kept, okay? And uh, the responsibility of a butler can go beyond that. All right. So a butler is an important person who serves drinks in a worthy man's house, household, or in an office, you know, uh, when I was a journalist, there are some offices that you go to, and as soon as uh, you sit down, or as soon as you are welcomed in, a man comes, ask you, what would you want to drink? And uh, all this man's responsibility is to serve, drinks to people in the company. So they are positioned as, as you arrive, you are said. Also, when I went to Saudi Arabia, 
I saw that that lifestyle is well maintained. There are people who are employed in offices and all they do in the office is to serve drinks, uh, tea, coffee, and all kinds of uh, uh, mineral drinks for fruit drinks to people in the offices. You know, so at a certain time, they go around all the offices seven. And also when people have need drink, they either call or they ring a bell and drinks are brought to them, whatever they request. So the, 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 the responsibility of a butler is not just uh, when there is a party. There are full-time workers as butlers. There are people who are employed as butlers and the whole of their lives, they have been trained to serve as butlers, either in the president's office, presidential palace, uh, royal houses, a wealthy man's house, uh, uh, great houses, all right? So you will see that there are men who are well-suited, dressed, they stand at the door or they are positioned at the cellar to serve drinks at all times. Now, there is something very important about the butler. The butler is not found on the street. The butler is always found at royal places, a place of dignity, a place of honor, a place of elevation, a high place of authority. So it's a responsibility that you don't give to a poor man, uh, that you don't find in a poor man's home or on the streets or just anywhere. So anytime you see a butler, the butler's assignment is attached to a place of dignity, a place of responsibility, a place of high honors, a place of respect, a place of high society, all right? So a house of royalty, princes, great men and women of God, dignitaries, okay? The butler is always in charge of both drinks and food, but usually drinks, all right? But sometimes they are also in charge of drinks. He takes care of the silver, the gold and the glasswares in the household. Okay, like I said, palace, uh, 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 presidential palace, royal palace, place of dignity, okay? He's the head of catering services that serves the dignitaries. He's, uh, he occupies a position of high responsibility, great responsibility, honor, all right? So just anybody cannot uh, take that place. Uh, in a hotel, in a restaurant, uh, the position of the butler is known as hospitality care or something that has to do with hospitality, okay? And it's also called the position of the cup bearer, all right? Now, why are we looking at all this? We are looking at all this because of the realms of purity of the heart, purity of the mind, and the realms of relating to people that will always do things that could 
either affect you and uh, cause you to want to think evil or you want to maintain your relationship with Jehovah God. So when we look at the basic definition of a butler, a butler is one who manages wine, drink. Now, you know, when we were in elementary school, we did basic or fundamental catering or culinary studies. The culinary studies include service, how you serve water. That's when you're gonna serve somebody with water, you don't put half of your hand or your finger in the cup, all right? You always need a platter on which you rest the cup, okay? You don't give cup to people like this, all right? Or like this, okay? You always have to put the cup in a platter and the platter will be in a tray. So it's like double service, a platter and a tray. So when the person you are serving is gonna take the, the water, the glass of water, the person will take it together with the platter, all right? And you may decide to take it with the tray or leave the tray around. But the person wanting to drink will, is like a saucer, a teacup in a saucer, all right? So when the person is drinking, in case of any incident or accident, the water or the drink drips into the platter, okay? And does not drip into their body or stain or mess up their clothing, okay? And sometimes they may have a document in front of them. So the way you serve in a platter is means you are securing any accident that may happen, all right? So this is very important for us to know that when somebody employs uh, a butler, the person is open for security. The person is open for uh, honesty. The person is open for sincerity. So in the basic definition of a butler, the butler must have good knowledge of culinary and uh, hospitality industry. So we were taught in the basic learning of culinary services to learn how to serve, learn how to uh, 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 lay a table, the dining table for breakfast, for lunch, for dinner, okay? How to serve the cutlery, how to put the cups around, all right, how to put a plate on the table and how to make sure that the water or the drink are placed on the table. All these are necessary because you are going to serve people who are possibly uh, are, are depressed, oppressed. They are people of high authority, but at a certain time, they face the challenges of the times and seasons. They face the challenges of ruling the people that they are ruling or taking care of. And so when you are coming to serve them, there is a purpose for serving them. One of the purpose for serving them is to announce peace to them. So when somebody 
I know that when I was young, we were also told that when a guest comes to your home, when somebody comes to your environment, the first thing you do is to serve them a glass of water or a bottle of water, all right? And when you serve them with a bottle of water, you are, you are actively telling them that we are of peace in this house. So there is a greeting. When the person too is coming, as the person knocks the door and enters the house, the person announces peace. Peace be unto you, all right? And you say, peace unto us, okay? Peace be unto you, peace unto us. And then the next thing you do is offer the person a chair to sit down or, okay, take the person to a room for receiving guests or the place where you receive guests, offer them a chair and, uh, the, and then you greet them properly. You give them a handshake or according to tradition. And then you now go get them water to drink. So if you have a butler in the house, even before you announce the need for a butler, the butler walks right there, okay? With water or whatever drink the tradition demands you give to the guests. But most importantly, it is always water, all right, that you give. Because water flows like peace, okay? Water represents peace. So when you serve somebody water, you are announcing that you are not for war, you are a person of peace, and you are receiving them into your environment with peace. Even if they have a bad news, uh, or you have come with a bad news, let peace settles to say, I am not coming to attack you. I have not come to create confusion, although there might be uh, a, 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 a sad announcement at the same time, I have not come to influence or to, to create well, confusion in the house. And so uh, this also is a sense of forgiveness that even when you are offended and you enter somebody's house and they give you water to drink or you in entering, though you are angry, you are bitter, but you said, good morning, good afternoon, Good evening, good day. It is another way to say, peace be unto you. I am a man of peace or I am a woman of peace and I have come here to come and seek peace, okay? So peace means forgiveness. I have come to seek forgiveness where I have offended you. I have come to establish forgiveness where they have been war, all right? So the way you enter somebody's environment is very important. You have either come to seek forgiveness or to grant forgiveness or to negotiate for forgiveness. That is why we are looking at the world of the butler because you will say, what has forgiveness, uh, what, is, what has forgiveness has to do with, with, with for, uh, what has the butler has to do with forgiveness? What has the butler has to do with forgiveness? Uh, we are going into a, a, a higher realm of thinking 
that to start pricking our thoughts that in everything we do, people read meanings into it. Different traditions read meaning into different approaches to, 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 to things. How we greet people, how we embrace people, how we enter into people's environment. Now, Joseph, I thank God we saw another uh, realm of Joseph when uh, 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 Prophet Abner was speaking about Joseph on, uh, on, on uh, is it Saturday? All right. So here we are seeing that uh, 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 different colors also means different disciplines, okay? Different areas of knowledge, all right? So Joseph was prepared, not just as a uh, Secretary General of United Nations, somebody who is going to unite the world with peace, somebody who is going to make sure that people don't die of hunger, somebody who is going to make sure that forgiveness rules in the world, okay, where the king, whenever the king is angry, he can order the killing of people, whether what they did was true or false, they can be ordered for killing. And here comes Joseph, a man who is carrying unity for the whole world. How do you announce unity if you don't have the spirit of peace? How do you foster unity if you don't know the meaning of forgiveness? So this is where we are, that the role of the butler is to make sure that the king is always being served with water, with drink, with the kind of drink that will cause peace to rest upon his heart, all right? So a butler must, must be a man of wisdom, all right? Now, there, is, there are qualities of the butlers that I will explain to you in a way that you will now start seeing that every role, every responsibility, every assignment that we are ever given to, especially in the house of God, has a great meaning. When you are appointed to clean the president's office, okay? You are not just going to clean the president's office. Your countenance, your sincerity, your honesty, counts in the cleaning because while you are cleaning you will come across documents documents sensitive documents important documents and also while you are cleaning the president may be having a high sensitive conversation on the phone or with some people and you might be hearing okay Although you may not be eavesdropping, but you are hearing it because they are talking aloud, all right? Now, the information that you hear, the information that you see, the information that you gather, does that information causes, cause you to become a gossiper, a liar, a traitor, a betrayer, or a... a, a, a a, 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 an accuser, okay, a cool, a, a, a cool planter, okay, a, 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 a somebody who plants evil because you know about the sensitivity of the of, of, of the of the royal palace, okay, of the of, of the governor's office, of the president's office. You have 
overheard conversations? Are you going to be betraying? Are you going to be lying? Are you going to be uh, 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 selling the news to the media men? You know, there is uh, uh, there are something that take place in the media houses. Sometimes you don't know how the media get news, but you know, it is the inner person, the inner person, the person that is very, very close to you. He's the one that betrays you. He's the one that carries sensitive information from your, from your closet, from your wardrobe, from your kitchen, from your uh, uh, bathroom, you know, to the world, all right? I know because I was once upon a time a journalist. Somebody wants to sell an information to you. They will cajole you, they will take you for lunch and whatnot in order to get information about somebody in authority, okay? You like people will come. Uh, I know once upon a time, a lady came and said, oh, the Holy Spirit told her that she should come and work with me and serve me in the office. I said, no problem. I said, no problem, you can serve. Okay, and then uh, we were going to, we were having a, a long fast, I think one of the 21 days fast. And so I told her, well, before you can serve me, you have to first of all, be involved in the ministry. You have to be part of this prayer fast and so on in order to serve. Oh, the Holy Ghost did not tell her to, to be in the auditorium. The Holy Ghost told her to be only in my office. I said, no, you can't be in my office like that. My office is a place of operation. And uh, I can't allow you to sit in my office. You have to be in the auditorium. And when I need you, I call you. Oh, but that was not what the Holy Ghost told her. I said, well, myself and you cannot sit in the same office together. So go ask the Holy Spirit exactly what you are supposed to do. She was not interested in participating in the prayer fast. Then I would discover that while we are downstairs praying, she divided the ministry into two. She was upstairs giving people prophecies, prophesying. That was a typical witchcraft spirit. She did not come to come and say, she came to come and steal, to kill, and to destroy. Without saying anything to her, I told her, listen, you cannot serve if you are not submissive to my authority. The Holy Ghost will not tell you to come and serve me and kick me out of my office. So go and check what Holy Ghost is talking to you. The next day, she did not appear. That was the first and the last of this woman. All right? So... If the Lord is calling you to be a butler, who is a butler? That is one quality that we need to see. If the Lord is calling you to be a prayer warrior, who is a prayer warrior? If the Lord is calling you to be an intercessor, who is an intercessor? If the Lord is calling you to be an evangelist, who is an evangelist? If the Lord is calling you to, to, to be, uh, 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 to serve in any capacity in a church, how do you serve? What do you do? Even if you are called to be a minister, how do you get there? 
there are classifications, there are qualities, there are expectations. And so Joseph has been called. He went through different levels of trial. And the levels of trial was meant to prepare him to occupy a prestigious position. The word prestige means respect, respect, okay? Respectable position. So when somebody says, oh, I occupy a prestigious position, it is a place of high respect, a place of high honor, where you are expected to dispense respect. And you are also expected to dispense honor. That means you must know how to respect people and give respect to people and yourself. If you don't know how to give respect to yourself, how do you give respect to people? If you don't know how to drink water, how do you give people water to drink? If you don't know how to make tea for yourself, how do you make tea for somebody? If you don't know how to pray for yourself, how do you pray for somebody? If you don't know how to lead yourself, how do you lead somebody? If you don't know how to instruct yourself, how do you instruct somebody? So Joseph was went through different levels of training, especially looking at the training he received in Potiphar's house before he was accused and thrown into prison. For the three years that he said Potiphar, what was the details of his assignment? In his father's house, he was he was a he was he was a special child. He was a pet of his father. Possibly he was never allowed to do much work, but we know that he was allowed to work because they went to the field together. So whatever his brethren were doing on the field, he was also part of it. That is why he was known to be bringing reports to his father, all right? So he was bringing reports to his father means that he has to account for the work that was done in the field, all right? So Joseph was not a spoiled child who did not know how to organize himself or put himself together or who did not know how to save. He knew how to save. And so going to Potiphar's house was another preparation for the level of position that he would occupy as prime minister, secretary general, okay, of the whole world whom the whole world was coming to seek for help, for food, for drink, and for what not. And then in prison, he was also going to receive another level of training. And so he was with the butler, okay? Who is the butler? The butler was a man who was responsible for the drink, every drink, every food that enters uh, 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 the, the, the king's mouth, all right? When I say food, there are food drinks, all right? So you must understand it. So the butler, being the closest person, one of the closest people who serve the king, knows what the king's conversation is all about. Knows the kind of people the king relates to. And also, outside the king's environment which is in from the kitchen from the outside the butler hears all conversation that goes on knows 
okay? All the activities that goes on. So when he enters into the king's uh, presence, the king could tell from the countenance, the facial expression, the behavior, the attitude of the butler, that something is going wrong in his palace, that people are sick or people are gossiping or people are planning to kill the king, all right? So the responsibility of the butler is like the responsibility of people who serve in the ministry of help in a ministry, in a church, okay? In the presidential palace, in the royal house, okay? So if you are serving in any quality, whether you are the general secretary of, 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 of the United States of America, or you are the, uh, 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 you, you are in charge of home office, or you are in charge of agriculture, or you are whatever area you are serving. You are supposed to know what is happening in your area and inform the king and inform your leader and inform the president and inform your pastor because you have been kept in a place of trust. All right? So, this is part of the responsibility of the butler. The butler must be multitask. Whatever the king needs at any time. The butler, although is serving drink, must be able to help and assist the king. The butler must be able to, 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 to deal with details, okay? Must be attentive, at, must pay attention to details. You see, because the butler is always in the presence of the king, he should know when the king needs to use the bathroom. He should know when the king needs to sleep. He should know when the king is expecting some level of, of, of visitors, all right? Even when the king needs his wife, the butler must have an idea, must know, and must help him at that time. So the butler must be knowledgeable of the environment and knowledgeable of the king's environment, the master's environment, must be attentive and must maintain a high level of concentration. Must be sensitive at whatever capacity you are serving, a king, a person of dignity, the president, the prime minister. You must learn to be sensitive to their needs and to the environment. The need of the environment affects the king. And the way you handle the need is very important. Leadership skill. You must be able to talk to the people who are leading various positions around the king. You see, that is why a vice president or uh, an associate president must be very sensitive. The people who work around the highest authority 
must be very sensitive. Their leadership skill is not for them to show off who they are, but to show or to, 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 to prove that they are in one accord. Jesus had uh, 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 disciples. He worked with the disciples. When you see the multitude comes, but the multitudes were not disciples. Jesus had 12 disciples. That was why when the Pharisees wanted to kill Jesus, they needed the closest person to Jesus. And the closest person to Jesus was, one of the closest person to Jesus was the treasurer or the financial secretary, Judas. Because he was a place, he, Judas occupied a higher place of trust where he knows the income and expenditure of Jesus Christ and the team. So the high priest took the person who was in charge of the finances, of the management position. And that is what Satan always do. When he wants to attack an organization or a leader, Jesus said, strike the shepherd and the sheep will scatter. So every now and then, the enemy will use the closest person that is closer to the highest authority, the butler, the baker, those who know the in and out of the ministry, those who know the in and out of the leadership, of the president. And so if our leadership skills is not being managed with high level of attentiveness, concentration, sensitivity, we will put ourselves in a place of betrayal and will betray the ministry, will betray the kingdom, will betray authority. That is why the Bible told us that Joseph was put not in just an ordinary prison, but in the prison where the king's official, the nation's highest official were kept. If there is a prison for people in authority, that shows that people in authority do make mistakes. That shows that people in authority can be faulty can be weak, can indulge in betrayal. And when they are kept in prison, they are kept in a place where they will not be with the common men. So they, go, they, they don't go and influence the, the, the common men to do more wickedness. They separate them. They keep them aside. Sometimes they are kept under house arrest so that they will not communicate with anybody whatsoever so that some of the evil uh, some of the information that they know about the king would not go out would not spread and we saw that with uh with uh 
some uh, some activities that has been going on in this nation about people who were in relationship with uh, uh, Donald Trump and uh, all the people in authority, how they are being handled carefully so that they will not divulge unnecessary information. So the place of the butler, okay, is so sensitive that he was put in a special prison. And that was the prison where Joseph was kept. Why was Joseph kept in such a high level, high level dignitary uh, uh, environment? We are seeing that now, okay? A place of prestigious demonstration, okay? Demonstration of prestigiousness, okay? Now, communication skills, people who work with the president, with people in authority, with uh, the bishop, with the pastor, the senior pastor, must be people who can, who, who, who have communication skills, who can explain what is wrong. You know, sometimes something is wrong in the palace, something is wrong in the ministry, something is wrong in the church, something is wrong in the organization. There have to be a leader who can stand as a spokesman to defend, to protect, and to make sure that the uh, uh, information are not given out foolishly. Okay, but you know the person can maintain peace around the kingdom, around the church, around the ministry, around the leadership. All right. So communication skills are very important. So that is why. The position of the butler is very important. And Joseph, you know, God purposed it so that Joseph is kept among them, so that Joseph can learn some more lessons uh, from people who, are, who were under discipline. The, 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 the prison was a place of discipline, is a place of correction, is a place of, 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 of uh, re restoration. All right. So a lot of times there are different types of prison. There is a, a prison that is for punishment, nothing but hard labor. And there is a place of correction where a leader has misbehaved and the leader is put in a place of correction to be corrected so that he or she can return to the place of duty and responsibility. OK, so uh, also. The butler occupies a place of wisdom, okay? Must be a man of wisdom, a person of wisdom. You know, yes, sometimes the rice was burnt, all right? And, uh, and the king takes the rice and says, hmm, there is something wrong with this rice. You know, the butler heard that the king's rice burnt. He's not supposed to say, yeah, 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 yeah. That cook is not good, the rice burnt, no. You are giving the head of the cook to the king to kill. That was why the baker was killed. Because somebody exposed the weakness of the baker. So how do you handle certain information? You need a lot of wisdom. And as people of God, we have to learn wisdom to maintain peace in our environment. Even when we see somebody going wrong, 
we have to learn to correct the person instead of reporting, reporting the person to authority to be punished, to be exposed, or to be, to be thrown out. The last point I will make for this are we can finish the role of the butler, which is also the role of every Christian in the house of the Lord. A role of every woman who wants to be a backbone of the husband. The role of every child who wants to be a favorite, a favorite child of the kingdom. We must learn the meaning of responsibility. And we are seeing something about the butler. The quality of the butler is a, is, is a wisdom that we all need to gather in this, in, in, in this garden of wisdom. We need that wisdom to know that if you are serving the Lord in a certain capacity, you must be extremely honest. You must be extremely sincere. You must be extremely seeking wisdom in your day-to-day -day activity. You don't just open your mouth. Before you say something, you must reason. How would this information benefit the kingdom? How would it benefit my master? How would this benefit this ministry, this church? How would it benefit the person who I have been called to say? How would it benefit the kingdom of righteousness, the kingdom of God? Am I empowering Satan to come in and steal or am I helping to build the kingdom? Am I being fruitful or am I destroying the kingdom? So the butler found himself in prison because he lacked wisdom in a certain area. May we not fail in, in, in expressing wisdom, in giving out wisdom so that we, don't, we are not cast into prison in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 So next week, we will continue from here. So for now, any question so far? Yes, Dr. Paul, and I have a question. Um, my question is, how do you tell the truth or be honest to people without hurting their, without, I mean, without hurting them or being mean? Like, how do you do it? Because the truth sometimes is, is painful. The truth is hard to say. So how do you do it in the, is there a way you can do it <laughs> that is nice when you're trying to be honest or truthful? Okay. It depends on what the situation is. But the fundamental thing is that the truth is always a bitter pill. Truth is always very bitter and very painful. For instance, if uh, somebody has a twisted nose and they think they have the best nose, but you can see that they have a twisted nose and you want to tell them they have a twisted nose, how do you tell them? Uh, that one's hard. <laughs> <laughs> that is hard. It's hard, eh? 
Yes. <laughs> because the person didn't create themselves. Yes. The person was born with a twisted nose. So, does that mean that the person doesn't know they have a twisted nose? They know. Yes. They know they have a twisted nose. But they have been trying their best to accept themselves that they have a twisted nose. So, if you think they don't know, that is where you are making a mistake. But if you watch how they have been managing that twisted news, that they have been trying their best to let it look untwisted, and you, you, you feel they want to comment, the best way to comment is to show the positive and say, I love the way you take care of yourself. Instead of saying, oh, do you know your nose is twisted? Hello, the person was born with a twisted nose. The person sees it in the mirror. The mother, the father, everybody would have told them why their nose is twisted. It's, a years, it's about a years of pain, struggling, and finally finding wisdom to how to manage that nose. So you telling them is creating trouble. The best thing is to appreciate them and to encourage them by saying, I like the way you manage yourself. You are blessed with wisdom to appreciate yourself and to manage yourself very well. Then the person will feel good. And then the person will now say, you know, hmm, I was born with a twisted nose, you know, but after struggling, I was teased in school, I was bullied, I was this, I was that, I was this, I was that. And I finally decided, look, even if I go for surgery, it will still not be my normal self. So I decided to accept myself anyhow. Say, really? Oh, that's very good. I am glad you told me this. I think I also will use that to help myself. So the way you tell the truth, we need a lot of wisdom. Like the butler needed a lot of wisdom to serve the king. Another thing is sometimes uh, is an information that it has not gotten to do with the person look, but it is an information that is out there that the person may not know. For instance, uh, I remember something that happened in England. There is this lady that loves to ask people for pain. And after using the pen in church, every Sunday she's asking for pen. After using the pen, she never gives it back. She pushes into her bag. So nobody likes to sit around her because they know she will ask for pen and she will push the pen into her bag. You know, she wasn't conscious of it or whether she was conscious of it or not. But at the point, some people just say maybe she's not conscious of it or she's a natural kleptomania. Somebody who started stealing or taking things that doesn't belong to them when they were young. And now she's born again, she's a Christian. She she's was a, one of the very powerful worshipers, but had a fault taking things. 
So one day somebody went to me and say, when will you stop taking pens from people? She disappeared from that scene. They didn't see her for days. When she was supposed to perform her duty, nobody could find her. And then finally, somebody told the pastor that, hey, this lady said that she's been accused of stealing pen in church. So she's no longer going to come to church. The pastor has to do damage control. Damage control. What is damage control? Yes, you know, the pastor was aware of this problem, but he did not quickly step on it until the girl disappeared. So pastor went to her house and begged her to come back to church. And pastor looked for her birthday. They celebrated her birthday by giving her a box of pens. And uh, the pastor made sure that somebody came and made a good presentation that our sister loves to write. And because she loves to write, she always forgets that a particular pen was not meant to be in her bag. So unconsciously, she's always taking people's pen home. So we want everybody to know that even if it's a weakness, we want to love her. And when we are coming to church, you should come to church with two or three pens and be willing to share pens with people. That was all that was needed to heal that sister. From that day, the church decided to be giving pen to people when they get to the door. You want a red pen, blue pen, black pen, pencil. When you come, the ushers will quickly give you a pen. So that was how God gave the pastor and the leadership wisdom. That is why I said when leadership ceases to talk about how to solve a problem, it is not a gossip. It is to resolve a problem. So the way we tell the truth is very important. Should we tell it ourselves or we should look for how to look for solution if the person has been stealing pens? Should we buy pens to give to the, the person or we should make sure that the church always has pens to give to people? So it is how we approach the truth so we don't offend and drive away people from church. Amen. 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 Vivian, have I answered you? Yes, Dr. Fowler. Or you are not satisfied? Um, I am. Um, I still, like, I do get what you're saying. Like, um, tell the truth in the way, like, not being, like, offensive or trying to bring that person down, but in a well-loving um, manner. And I feel like it's just up to me to like learn how to use wisdom in that. And th like um, they take different people and how to talk to them about certain things. Because some of my friends, I can handle them in different ways that I can handle a person I just met. So 
I feel like, as you say, you have to use wisdom and also do, do it the right way in a loving manner instead of like in a hushed way. So thank you. And now I have a, no, more clarity. And let me add this to, 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 to it. Um, two wrongs don't make a right. When somebody is already doing something wrong and you want to correct them, don't use negative to resolve issues. If somebody, like, if somebody had asked the lady, are you a thief? Or since people are accusing you, do you want to stop coming to church? You don't use negative information or you don't stir up negative language to resolve problems. Are you understanding it? Vivian, you can't yeah. you mute yourself when I'm talking. It is question and answer time. Let people unmute themselves. Otherwise it becomes boring. Unmute yourself. It's time for question and answers. Okay. So there is a way if you are dealing with situation, make sure you avoid the negative. Always use positive to treat matters. Don't use negative language. Don't, uh, don't, don't uh, uh, stir up negative uh, thoughts in people because people are always looking for somebody to blame for their wrongdoing. So if somebody is already a thief and then you, you ask a person, are you a thief? Or do you think people are lying against you that you steal? You are now giving the person, you are empowering the person negatively. So don't use negative language to correct people. Always use the positive language. Don't stir up people into doing the wrong. Do you want to go and fight the person for telling you that you are a thief? Do you think you want to report the person to the police? Uh, do you think you want to press charges? Don't use those kinds of languages. When you use those kinds of languages, you are, you'll be behaving like the devil around the person. Because even if the person is not thinking of negative things, you are bombarding the person with negative language. And the person will turn around and accuse you. So always make sure that you are using love, the fruits of the spirit, love, peace, joy. Use the positive things to heal people. Don't use negative things to stir them up to do evil. Okay? Yes. Are you now, do you now understand it? Yes, that's I do understand. Have, that's how we have the word of God. Refer to uh, scripture. How do you? handle this matter, pray, let God give you wisdom, but never ever use negative language to correct an issue, all right? Yes. Amen, amen. Any other question before we close? Yes, Dr. Ford, I wanna ask a question. Okay. Andrew, all right. um, when you said the lady, the lady said God said um, she must come and serve you, right? 
uh, my question is, did you recognize that something um, was wrong when she said God said she comes to Erica? You, you said you, you make she go into a 21. Okay, if God said that, let's go into a 21 day fast. Did you find that something was going wrong? Or, or? No, the church was having a 21 day fast. Mm -hmm. So I told her she has to be part of it. Mm -hmm. She wasn't interested to be part of it. How will God tell you to come and serve me when the Lord knows that I am a woman of fasting and prayer? Okay. All right. Mm -hmm. So you told me God says you should come and serve me. I said, okay, no problem. If God says come and serve me, we are in fasting and prayer. So join us. And she resisted it. Well, when you went on stage, she was prophesying, you said to people. Pardon? You went on stage, when she went and went went in and go and prophesied, prophesying to we people. Went, we and... went downstairs. The mm -hmm. church was downstairs in the auditorium. Mm -hmm. We were fasting and praying. Yes. But she decided to stay upstairs and be prophesying to people. We have a lawyer in Overcomer's house. Mm -hmm. When service is going on in the auditorium, mm -hmm. nobody should have another meeting going on upstairs. Okay. Amen. So by doing that, she was already displaying that she's a witch. Oh, okay. Because there cannot be two masters in a boat. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Any other question? All right. No more question. All right. So let's pray for ourselves that we will be responsible. We will understand that we need to have good qualities to serve the Lord whether as a baker or a butler, a cleaner, a cook in the kitchen, an usher at the gate, a watchman over the church, an intercessor, a warrior, a praise worship person or leader, whoever we are wherever we say, wherever we work, we must learn the quality of serving God with fear and trembling. Mm. But our God, we thank you and we bless you this evening yes, yes, for yes, teaching us the truth on how to be sincere, how to be honest, how to be faithful, yes, yes, and how we need wisdom to serve you in every area of our lives. Thank you. Thank you. Father, open our eyes to see. Give us the wisdom to manage the truth wherever we are. 
Okay, so that even when it's difficult to shake God to be able to give us wisdom. You give us wisdom to approach situations by speaking the truth. Yes, Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Any announcements, Reverend Afia? Okay, she's at work anyhow. So remember that uh, on Thursday, 6 p.m. on Thursday, we continue uh, with Overcomers Expression. So Thursday, Friday, 6 p.m., Saturday, 2 o'clock, and Saturday we have the luncheon and we also have ordination on Saturday. Amen. 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 Tomorrow Amen. online, I am meeting with the ordination candidates and all the leaders. Please online tomorrow at six o'clock on Zoom. Sorry, on Zoom tomorrow, all the leaders. We are on Zoom tomorrow and the ordination candidates. All right. At what time? Oh, eight o'clock. Sorry, at eight o'clock. All right. Thank you very much. Okay. All right. So let's share the grace. The grace of our Lord, Jesus, Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, God and the sweet fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us. Amen. Surely, surely, goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days, all the days of our lives, and we shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Amen. Amen. Please make sure you invite somebody. Don't come by yourself. Invite somebody. Amen. Amen. Yeah, invite somebody. The invitation is on our is on our platform. Send it to your friends. Send it to people on your pages. You don't know what save you are you you don't know what soul you are saving. Okay. Encourage somebody to come. Amen. God bless you, and have a good night. Good night. Good night.